I was going to go into that 99 Shesh Luftballons. What? What? I'm Bless really you. Aging, I'm totally aging myself. Tell me, you guys don't know that song? Oh. No. I don't even know what you just said. 99 yeah. Red Balloons? Come on. Oh, anyway. No. I have the idiots with me. Nick. <laughs> Justin yeah, Apparently. Jeebly yeah. crickets. Thanks. Ta-da. I, Oh, Google 99 Red Balloons. Come on, you guys. You, you've never heard that song? There's so many listeners going right, right now. Well, I understand Jesse hasn't heard of that song. Because that was probably written yeah. 15 years before he was born. There we go. Got an excuse. <laughs> uh, I don't know the song. All right. That's, we'll move on then, because this, this is a heli podcast. It's not a music podcast. Yeah, or a balloon so podcast. I, I guess, <laughs> so here we are, guys. Episode ninety nine. Exciting. Have we got? It is. Have we got a crazy, awesome ninety nine more episodes in store? I think. Oh we hell do. yeah! Oh yeah! A hundred ninety nine. Hundred ninety nine. Nine hundred ninety nine. We know. We know for a fact that I can talk for another hundred ninety nine. Oh, and I, I guarantee you that Justin that's can analyze the, another the other three of us. <laughs> It'll take me another 199 to uh, decide what servos or something that I'm going to put in my next heli. And I'll still be flying for that and long. And Jesse so will good. be flying the same flight packs in 199 episodes. <laughs> that's right. And Justin will still be analyzing shit. Yep. What are you still going to be doing, Dan? You're still going to be... Uh, Drinking nitro. See. Well, yep, I that's don't know. True. I, you know what? Nice. Well, yeah. Tell us about it. How's that whole battle going? Yeah, gobble gobble, <laughs> gobble gobble. I, I, um, I don't know because I, I really, I don't want to. There's not like a like a struggle internally happening here with the whole nitroelectric thing. But the more I play with an electric helicopter, the more appealing that is becoming what aspects of it uh to be honest with you it it's got nothing to do with the slimer you know or dirty heli thing but there's something to be said for plugging the battery in and just going and flying mm-hmm. it, I, I thought for sure you were going to say the the tuning part well i kind of just did didn't i the yeah, lack thereof. In a way, you're right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean... I'll take that. It's... 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to continue to swing both ways. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. I mean, there is, definitely, there, is a, <laughs> there is definitely a 700 nitro or an electric in my near future. At, at least, can you say that now you can appreciate where we came from? Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, you know, I can appreciate it. <laughs> and um, it's not that I, I, I don't know. I didn't really dislike electric. I just, I've always disliked handling all the, the lipos and dealing about, you know, de- worrying about the charging setups and, and the nitro just felt so easy to me. When you start to get a ton of lights on nitros, it's all fine and dandy until you, you know, hit about that 20 or 30th gallon of fuel. Things start to wear out. It all seems to happen at once. I suppose the same is true for the electric stuff as well, but it's kind of a honeymoon phase with me right now. I'm, I'm kind of into it. I'm not going to lie. Well, so a 700 electrics on the horizon, can you say which one? Or are you still thinking? I don't really know. I don't. I. I yeah, don't try and be secretive because, quite frankly, you suck. Yeah, you're not that <laughs> good at that. <laughs> to be honest with you, so a Goblin this, 700. I don't think so. I'm thinking. I'm thinking just from a. I'm thinking a line. To be honest with you, just from a, you know, just being practical about it. Yeah, it uh, would. It would be. It's understandable. It's. It's nice to share parts. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm keeping my Def- nitros. Makes the most sense. The nitros, absolutely. But uh, since I'm talking already, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys about. My last few days. Saturday, had the clinic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. That was um, a very interesting experience. Um, okay, well, first of all, it was um, kind of in conjunction with Hobbytown USA, the the local, I guess, affiliate. I guess they're franchise, franchises. I'm not real sure how they work that. But anyway, he, the owner, I guess, called. We, we got to talking, as I told you guys before. He got in touch with the local flying field there in Missoula, the Thunderbirds, I think they're called. So we set up this heli clinic and we put out some flyers and, um, well, he, he did. The turnout wasn't what maybe he was expecting, but I think there were 15. And then a couple stragglers came by, mainly just the club guys that were there that, that had no idea it was happening. So they hung out, but it was kind of a fun experience. I mean, Fred, the guy I fly with, came with me, and uh, we were the only two. Is that two. the Fred that we met at our fun fly? It is. Okay. The Grizzly Adams looking dude? Yep, that's him. Yeah, that's Fred. So he, he and I were the only two guys there with any heli experience, and we did uh, kind of a basic talk of you know helicopters and the small ones and the big ones and the radios and the simulators didn't really go into specifics about anything. I, you know, it wasn't about brands or anything. It was just try to get these guys interested in RC helicopters. seems like everybody there had the typical micros, MCPXs, and yeah. various other shitty little, I mean, uh, walk eras. <laughs> I mean. Mm-hmm. Learners. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't automatically mean they're crap. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, if, if that's what it takes... To get you flying bigger helis, then I'm all for it. I don't care if it was an air hog. 
you know, they all pretty much focused on the small helis and um, we kind of based our suggestions on what was available at the local hobby shop, which was pretty much all your blade products and a few, uh, the Helimax, the the one I did a review on is there as well. Mm-hmm. And I had to try to convince them that, you know, DX6i will work, but if you're considering staying in the hobby for any length of time, do yourself a favor and get a better radio. That's t- that's, yeah. a, that's a tough sell to a new person. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if that's what it takes to get them in, then by all means, go get a, go get a six size. See what, see what you think. We talked about simulators. Uh, the local hobby shop guy has all the simulators available, Phoenix and real flight and demos up in his, in his off in his uh, store as well. Um, actually got a few guys to buy some simulators. Nice. And I think a few guys bought some MCPXs as well. Just ship me real flight. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still waiting for that? Yep. Hasn't that showed up yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, Hasn't I'm caught the mail. Man, that's I've been... gained patience in my old age. You have. You have. But here was the cool, the absolute coolest part of the whole weekend. I mean, it was a busy day. We were there all day long. Got to do some, I did some, I guess, what you would call, you know, sport flyer demos. Nothing fancy, but still they were just odd. Odd. Um, this isn't what this isn't you know this isn't spectacular flying this is just moderately competent flying and uh <laughs> you know did some inverted stuff and a bunch of autos and showed them how to do all that stuff but pulled out the buddy box on the 700 nitro oh nice oh, man everybody there had an opportunity to buddy box for at least a minute or two not everybody took it because they were all a lot of people were just like way nervous didn't want to do it i I assured them everything is fine barring a mechanical failure you will not crash because i wasn't going to let them you know you know i was buddy boxing brand new people as soon as the heli started to drift i took it right you know i wasn't going to risk it um a couple of the guys really took to it and when the crowd started thinning down three guys were sticking around and uh, it was really cool because I got to see a guy who had never flown a helicopter in a matter of like two tanks go from struggling to just figure out what the controls did to being able to hover almost a full tank. You know, it wasn't pretty, but in that short amount of time. Nice. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. And I saw some. I saw two guys that just really quickly were were grabbing onto. It. One of them was the actual hobby shop owner. Uh, another guy was a, I guess, kind of a regular of his shop. Real, it was really amazing to see them just grab, grab onto it so quickly. We uh, we're going to go ahead and do another one. We don't know when yet, but uh, everybody was really excited about it. Towards the end, he, you know, he'd been talking about getting a five hundred. And he's going to get a, a blade because, you know. It makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So we're packing up and he looked, he came over, stood by me and he's like, you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and get the 600. Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, boy. 
We'll build it. I'll buddy box you. We'll get you flying. Anyway, he's no longer talking about just small helis anymore. And that was kind of the whole point of the, the whole clinic. Uh, you know, from my, my standpoint anyway. Not necessarily completely. The idea was to get people interested in helicopters in any shape or form. You're going to have like 80% of the population there flying. All three of us? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it went really well. And I, it was, uh, you know, we had about an hour of talk at the beginning and then did a few flights. And then, of course, you got the typical, how does it do that questions? And, you, you know, you sat down again and kind of go over some of the very basic flight mechanics. You know, they didn't quite... How do you how do you get it to stay inverted? Those kind of questions. That's how fresh to the hobby these people are. Did you get anyone that asked you how high it would fly? No, I did <laughs> really? not get that question once. Wow. wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> mainly because I flew it way way high, and I guess that answered their question. Uh, but no, I I don't know. I don't know why they didn't ask that. They did not ask that question. I did not once get the how fast does it go question. Or um, how far away you can fly it? Or how far away you could fly it. I didn't okay. get that question either. I, uh, I did get a lot of... Can you, can, you take a, can you take a look at this Walkera and maybe help me figure out why there's no power to the motor? I said, well, <laughs> it's a Walkera. First you take this shovel. <laughs> First. <laughs> so this guy, and uh, I, I mean, that's great. I, I don't want to... In case he's listening, but he bought two Wakaras and they look like nice helicopters. I mean, from a good distance, but it's just that typical kind of that draw you in helicopter that is ready. The, the 50 yard fake out. I'm doing the quote unquote ready to fly. You know what I mean? Yep. Problematic. Just, you know, servos that just aren't working. Uh, they just quit in that uh, awesome Devo 7 radio. And yeah, so, but I did hear that he went back to the, back to the shop the next day, or maybe must've been, must've been later that night and, uh, the hobby shop and almost bought a simulator, but wasn't sure about the whole Mac thing. And he's going to call me to figure out how he can run real flight on his Mac. So that's about all the flying I did. It wore me out Sunday, came home. And I was, I just had a lot of stuff to do. Didn't get to the field, but uh, been working on a on a goblin. I'm going to change the name, the new standard. It's now called the Boglin. Boglin? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> why is I that. Don't I don't know. It just feels it feels World of Warcrafty to me, doesn't it, Justin? Boglin? Yeah, doesn't yeah, it? I guess. <laughs> I thought because I thought it had Boglin. Yeah, bogging like, your 13 degrees of pitch. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I thought it had something to do with <laughs> no, lack no, of no, collective no. Need a bigger motor already. No, 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 no. See, there's two reasons for that. Because that's what people are going to think. And the and the goblin <laughs> the goblin enthusiasts are going to get pissed off at me because they, they think I'm making fun of their goblin. Boglin. How'd you like that uh, that catering truck picture that I sent you there, Dan? I did like that a lot. <laughs> We should get those guys to come to our fun fly. What is it? The Gobbler Express. <laughs> Gobbler Express. I saw that and just had to send it. <laughs> SAB's getting into catering. Got some uh, KDE love. Showed up. Yes. Saw that. That's sick. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty nice stuff. Can't wait to mess around with that. Going to do a bunch of flights on the stock motor and then put the uh, KDE motor in there and see if I can tell the difference and uh, go from there. I guess there, there's not a lot of upgrades for the for the Goblin 500 yet. There's the uh, uh, the pitch slider and the uh, landing supports. They're nice looking. Can't go wrong with the KDE stuff. That's about all I've been up to. Sweet. Who wants to go next? Nice. Nick, what have you been doing? Flying. You have not. Yeah, I did. I got some flying in. Yeah? Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, just a little bit. Just some, I don't know, kind of tweaking, making sure all the bugs are shaken out of everything for Snohomish, and looks like they, they are. Did a little, uh, took my father-in-law out to the field for the first time, and did a little demo for him and everything, and so didn't get a lot of, you know, really progressive or anything flying like that, but it was just fun. Kick back. So was that I, just your father-in-law to the field? Was that, is that just, uh, just because he was looking for something to do or are you trying to, uh, bring more family into the. No, they, he was just looking for something to do. Wow. We had a yard sale, <laughs> uh, wow. or, uh, well, let me rephrase that. My wife had a yard sale and I got <laughs> to move all the stuff around <laughs> and, uh, he was there and, and so. I was like, well, I'm headed out flying. And he had meant, you know, he's always said, well, I'd love to come out there one day. So I was like, well, hey, here we go. I'm not going to go out for a long time. But, uh, yeah, you know, past that, it's just hasn't been that long since we recorded, since we're a little early. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um, feels like feels like we were just here. I know. I've been having people ask me about the 14SG, loving it. Oh, man. Still loving it. It's going to stay permanent. Actually, it is permanent. Um, I, I don't, I just really enjoy it. Yep. I, I, I keep learning new stuff, you know, like my complaints, then I'll actually sit down and read the manual, uh, which is, you would think, isn't that big of a deal because, you know, coming from an 8FG, it still ceases to amaze me, new and little things that I find out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really digging it. Past that, man, just starting to get packed up, loaded up. Oh, oh man, I'm so. I wish that we could have fun flies year round, but I would be lying if I didn't say I'm kind of glad that this is the last time I have to pack up my trailer with all this crud for the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, it's that is the audio equipment and all. It just, yeah, a lot of it's stuff. A, it is a ton of stuff and, and pop-ups and this and making sure we got banners and, hey, yeah. A lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. But, you know, the name of the game's putting on a good show and we want to make sure that we don't skimp when we go to someone else's fun fly because it's, you know, like we've mentioned before, it's all about promoting a show, you know, promoting the flying in the Northwest in general. Yeah. So we got you know we do our best to to bring our A game everywhere we go. Yeah. Amen, brother. This That's will be right. no exception. For sure, we will be and bringing on a, it. On a little <laughs> side note, uh, I had kind of mentioned Jesse and I were, you know, kind of just rolling it around with the like this whole three D flight school deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's official. It's <laughs> yeah. You can kind of mark that as official. And um, it's already, like, we've got uh, the guys in Wyoming. It's full. 
So, <laughs> yeah, we're looks committed. Like, how many <laughs> people? Like, um, as of today, there was seven. So there's only room for one more, and it's next year. Nice. When next year? Uh, it's gonna be right around. They haven't set a date. Uh, again, I think we're gonna try. This is kind of that whole effort we had talked about, about maybe doing like a Northwest Fun Fly Council or something where we get all of the kind of like the heads of the fun flies together and work on dates and make sure that we can collaborate together so that we're not stepping on anyone's toes. I think they are actually kind of waiting on uh, us to set our date for our fun fly because ours is, uh, with the exception of the Helipros one, um, ours is kind of like the farthest one east in the west. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're going to kind of bounce around ours, but it's going to be uh, late June. Yeah, in June sometime. Yeah, like late June, right around in there. So not not far right after ours. It might even be a pack back up, come home, fly back out the next week. Yeah. Last last year, their fun fly was the weekend, uh, either directly in front of ours or after ours. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember which one either, but. Yeah, so it's cool. I, I guess we're, you know, now we're kind of thinking, we're just putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, you know, on the official end of it and doing all that. But I, th- I and I think once the, uh, like, like Nick was saying, this is the last fun fly. Once the flying kind of slows down, this will, I, I feel yeah, like we'll it's, it's going to be cool. Yeah, right yep. now it, it's like there's more people than there is organization on our part. Uh, but, but but shortly, well, I'm being, I mean, it, it was an idea, uh, you know, two weeks ago it was an idea and then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, your class is almost full. Our, our, our class? Oh, what? we have a class now. Okay. So guess what? We have a class now. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think we're going to try and find uh, maybe one to do this winter. Well, winter for us. Right. Flying season for whoever down south. So if there's anyone yep. interested, you know, just kind of get in touch, and and we'll we'll get everything a little more organized and going here shortly. But yeah, should be fun. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Wow. Well, that's crazy, man. So Jesse, what have you been up to, dude? Damn this this is this is painful. Oh. This hurts me, this, this hurts me oh, to say this. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Oh, I don't even, you know, I'm, I'm going to need a minute. I don't even know Stop. if I can just, say just it. Just shh. Say it. <laughs> no flying it. for me, Dan. Yeah. No flying for me, unfortunately. This is a, the first the first weekend in a long, long time. No flying at all. Huh? Fly. No fly Jesse. No fly, I guess. I guess I'll, <laughs> if, that might stick for Jesse, no days. fly Salmonson. Dude, if Justin grinned any bigger, his teeth would fall out. <laughs> I can't wipe the smile off my face. <laughs> so tell me, dude, what uh, what was going on that you couldn't fly? Something big must so, have been happening. I wish, but I mean, kind of. I had other obligations, but it wasn't big. I had to go back to, since I'm going to Snohomish this next weekend, and school starts, let's see, so the fun fly is Saturday and Sunday at Snohomish. School starts that Monday. Which means I'm going to leave from the fun fly and go straight back to school. So I went to to Pullman last weekend and got everything kind of set up and ready so I can literally just leave from the fun fly, get back to college and not have to set up anything or move in or. Uh huh. I would like to comment stuff. on the level of dedication there. 
Yeah, that, that was that's uh, a high level of dedication because that's a six and a half. Six hour and a drive? half. It took us eight hours to get home. It was a long weekend. I would like a to comment on the fact weekend. that that excuse clearly did not come out of my Rolodex because I've been out of college for a while now, <laughs> and I'm yeah. wondering why he couldn't have just strapped all his college shit to the top of his car with the helis inside and made one big <laughs> trip at the end of the fun fly. Because I'm going to be getting there at like eight o'clock at night and I have a class at eight o'clock the next morning. Huh? And I'm not moved in or anything. So, okay. I'll give it to you. You're going to let this one but, slide. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and as, as you know, we fly helis. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of gear. That is a lot. That's of true. Is. That's true. We so travel get- like women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes to helis. So I do. <laughs> oh yeah. I, fr- I pack everything. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a it's a full truck heading to Funfly, so not much room for other living stuff and all that. But yeah, so no flying, but I have spent the last two days wrenching on my seven HV since I got that Heli Jive one twenty back on Saturday. Oh, that yeah. showed up, so I grabbed that oh. Monday, and I've been installing that the last two nights and just kind of swapping everything back over the uh, the. The backup speed controller that I was using didn't have a BEC in it, so pulling the receiver pack off, pulling the speed controller off, getting the heli jive back on there. I'm very excited to go back to an internal BEC. The uh, charging the receiver packs thing gets really old, so that is definitely a relief to have that heli jive back on there. Yeah. Other than that, all my helis are sitting in the garage ready to go, just kind of getting stuff packed up and definitely ready for this weekend. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it's it is, it a, is good a good feeling. Good. Three Dan, flying are, helis just sitting there waiting, ready, ready tuned. to ready to be crashed, ready to be crashed. Do we all have <laughs> I ours guess ready? If, if Dan has it his way, I, I, are they all ready? Uh, all of us? Like, do all of us have all our helis ready? I've got one that uh, I've got one that's not ready. ready, but I'm only bringing two, so. But I don't really give a crap. Actually, I might because bring I'm going to rock what I got. I might bring mm-hmm. three. I might bring uh, six hundred to seven hundred in the goblin. There you go. I think that's a good rounded fleet. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, the the two are ready to go. The the goblin just uh, needs some finishing touches. So that leaves Justin. No fly poochie. Eh. Wrong. Wait a minute. So first of all, let's talk about the thread, the thread of threads. The thread. I love this thread. <laughs> I really do. Because you know what, Dan? I, I, After all the crap that you guys pitch me, it's nice to know that there are some listeners out there that are gunning for me. Yeah, these guys are definitely the glass half full kind of people. <laughs> Very optimistic. Yeah. I saw one guy said 56 flights. <laughs> 56? Did I miss that one? You must have, dude. 56 uh, flights. Wow. They obviously do not know him. I'm thinking, yeah. I, I read the no, one that no, said no. 29, and I kind of chuckled to myself at that one. Then I read 56, and I went, whoa. No, dude, 29? Come on. Give me more credit. Dude, for real, 29? That's what you've got this year. Yeah. You can do that in a week? <laughs> I feel like this this thread has just been not the thread on the forums, but just the no fly thread has been 
epically blown out of proportions and over embellished. I'm okay with it because I like that kind of stuff, but still. So for the listeners that don't know, the post that Dan is talking about is on our RC Heli Nation forums under podcast discussion, and it's labeled, how many flights is Justin going to get? <laughs> and and our our good friend Crash Expert opens this with, you all know the situation, dot, yeah. dot, dot. <laughs> I'm going to be a Prompt bit optimistic it. and go with 29. It might be a bit high for some of you, but I think he can do it. Or he might just disappoint all of us and crash on his first flights. <laughs> what are your predictions? Okay, first we need a correction. Uh, that would not disappoint all of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't. Some people would cheer to that. Yeah, oh so I, I've got, there are a couple of people that are saying, so I got a 29 here. I've got a 32. <laughs> I've got, oh, wow, Mark. Mark bringing the heat eight to 12 flights per day with a prediction of 56 flights for the week. <laughs> Delusional. Wow. Mark must be getting high yeah. off his own supply. Gothic <laughs> Bunny's got 30. Larry, 37. And IMHO, 22. And what did you Dude, guys have again? Dan had 19. I had 18. I think I had 22 or 21. Yeah, yeah, okay, true. Well, yeah, so here's the deal. Here it comes. No, so Sunday, we know already that we recorded last Friday, and it is now, what is it, Tuesday? Yeah. We're, we're getting a recording in early here so that we can be ready for the fun fly. And I got about a half dozen flights in on Sunday. Didn't spend a lot of time at the field, but enough to get some flying in. Got some flying on the electric, on the gasser. Everything's going good, having fun, little bit of progression, couple of close calls just to keep it exciting, nothing major, but just <laughs> kind of getting out there and stretching out and dusting off the, the cobwebs. I now have the next three days off. So I've got Wednesday and Thursday off. The fun flight officially starts Friday and goes until Sunday. But here's the deal. As I am a member of CMHC... Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to be at the field all day to help get stuff set up. Of course, Todd and Matt are doing their freestyle 3D school those two days, and we'll see whether or not we're able to actually put some flights in on the south line while they're doing their thing. I'm thinking it's not going to be a big deal because uh, they, I mean, the field is huge. So my plan is to get some flying in Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday hit it really hard. So I, I'm feeling confident here. I really am. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give my own prediction. I'm just going to see how many of you sorry bastards I can show up. That's my goal. And Jesse already informed me that my Sunday flights don't count. Sunday is pre-week. I don't know. I, 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 but if it was only six, I almost give those to you. I mean... What's you know what? Really? We'll we'll let you we'll let you decide. <laughs> Jesse Jesse holds that in his hands. At the end of the fun fly, you can decide whether you want to give me the six or not. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and guess that end. that we're not going to need it. So well, here's because see you're you're going to the field, but you you said it at the beginning. You're going there to get ready for the fun fly. You're not going to really be flying for the next two days at least. Uh, I don't know, Dan. There's not a lot to do. 
Uh-huh. The wife's going to be at work. The baby's going to be at daycare. And Justin's going to be at the field with some helis. With his Rolodex. Flipping no Rolodex. I don't bring that shit to the field. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. All right. Anyway. I hope, I hope you do. I hope you get 56 flights. I really do. Well, it's thank not you. happen, but I hope you do. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't feel sincere, and yeah, you just followed it up with that, so we know. But you know <laughs> what? All doubt. At this point, it doesn't really require any more talk. I've just got to get her done, and that's what I'm going to do. Enough said. So, <laughs> so this week, like I said, I got on Sunday, I got about a half dozen flights. I, bad luck again. The saga continues. No crashes. No crashes at all. But in attempting to charge one of my flight packs, I find out that it is missing a cell. So I had a, I had a cell die on one of my Genzase 5360C packs. Then I go and fly the last pack of the day on my 30Cs, take them out, wasn't going to charge them up, brought them home, and I was going to get them charged again for per- perhaps flying at lunchtime on Monday. I get halfway into the charge and it dies. I lose another freaking cell on that. And I'm thinking, okay, it's my stupid Hyperion charger playing tricks on me. But I verified it on the charger and then also on my little cell checker. Both packs lost a cell. So what is the freaking chances of that? What are the chances of losing one cell on two six cell packs within like an hour of each other? You're the scientist, man. Yeah, I'd say not good, but... (laughs) I could not freaking believe it. So, of course, I had to come home on Sunday and freaking order new packs. Hopefully, they'll be here on time. If not, I've still got flight packs to use. But that just blew my freaking mind. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Has Has anyone had a problem with the 30C Gens Aces? Has anyone lost a cell on those? Well, I I have. But that was after like 450 flights. <laughs> okay, yeah. Th- no, these these I, packs I probably, not. realistically, Jesse, I think they probably have about 100 to 125 flights on them. Uh, maybe it's just you, did you, you lend take them too out long to, somebody? to put that many cycles on them. Oh, yeah. How they old hit their, how, did they hit their expiration date? Well, well how, how old are they, though? <laughs> they got bored. Oh, they're <laughs> about a year old, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's not Nothing bad. crazy. No. no, I haven't. The uh, the sixties that came out, the first batch of sixties, mm-hmm. n- no bueno. Oh yeah, though that didn't surprise me. When the first sixty went under, I was like, ah, finally, okay. But when yeah, a thirty no. died, I couldn't believe it. That's a very rare thing. That is a very rare thing. Sixty, I would say, no, that's not uncommon well, for those. I mean, they got it all dialed in yeah. now, but you heard it here. It happened to this guy. That guy right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's about all I've got. Oh, no, I got one more thing. Nick didn't bring it up, but as you guys know, Nick and I have been working with Minair on the Whiplash 700EX design, and uh, we're actually uh, turning that into a little bit of a, of a venture on the side, our own company, Novel Innovations, and we have just... Uh, signed the final, I guess, uh, what do we call it, Nick? We'll call it a closure 
of our actions on the project. So we're finishing up. Minair is going to take their stuff to market. And the project is pretty much on its way to being over on our part, which is a really yeah. cool feeling. Super proud of what we've put together there. It was a long, uh, hard bit of work, but it's been fun. So that that was really exciting for me personally this week. What's next? You know what? We'll see. We will see. If anyone has work that they need to get done, redesigns, design updates, new designs, testing, any sort of design consultation, let us know. Show. That was a shameless act of self-promotion, but that was. We'll take it. It's been a lot farther than I would have. Don't worry, the 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 bills in the mail. And I'm generally quite shameless, but (laughs) we got to do it once. No, I think anything that you guys are doing like that is fantastic. I mean, that's what the hobby's all about. I mean, it's fun, and it's. uh, I just think it's nice, kind of being. You know, I guess it's. I don't know. It's kind of like the way. Our, our general theory of the podcast too you know we're not we're not feeding our families with it it's something that we do for fun because we enjoy it yep and i think it it brings a different just a different look and feel to it because we're not just sitting there you know frothing at the, at the mouth like i gotta get this paycheck to pay my mortgage or whatever <laughs> no it's not about that <laughs> so it it adds a little bit more uh, realism to it and yeah more credibility so i guess uh, i guess i'll leave that um that f-350 diesel truck that i got from the podcast uh home this weekend yes i would because (laughs) if you show up with anything that it bought you it's game over yeah (laughs) oh geez there anything that we can do to help the hobby promote the hobby that's what we're here for yep that's what it's about that's the general consensus. Well, I think it might be time to do some news. Do we have any news this week? In the last, uh, anything cool and exciting happened in the last 27 or 72 hours? Dude, I've got news. You have news? I have news. So, Dan, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of Nick making fun of me carrying my charging stuff around in a cardboard box. I'm looking for something to, you know, kick it up a notch. You got any suggestions for me? Absolutely, dude. Head over to ProgressiveRC.com, man. They got all kinds of charging accessories there. They got cases. They've got chargers. They've got leads. Anything you could possibly want. And best of all, dude, you can toss that cardboard box aside. Remember, guys, that's ProgressiveRC.com. They got what you need. This week's news, guys, is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Let's hear what happened in the last few days. All right, so KDE, they they button-hooked me on this one. I did not see this one coming. Uh, they put out what's called a universal tail boom case support for the T-Rex 550 and 600. Now, this is cool. I hadn't even heard anything about this. Basically, what it is is it's two... Um, This is a whole kind of like a kit. You've got two aluminum braces that bolt along the sides of your tail boom block Um, on the outside of the frame. What they do is they're going to stiffen up that whole entire assembly. They also provide, you know, the the new mounting hardware for it. 
One of the additional cool things is, aha, uh-huh, they figured this out. When it comes to a torque tube system, one of the key things to making it strong is not just necessarily the, the tooth profile on the gear or the mod, but a lot of it is the mesh. Getting the most contact out of those gears and no binding, that sort of a deal. Well, they have figured out that Align actually kind of dropped the ball a little bit on their design, and they're including a shim. So what you do is you take the torque tube uh, bevel gear out, and you install this really thin little shim behind it, push the torque tube gear back in. What that does is it tightens up the mesh on the tail drive there between the, uh, the lower bevel gear and the torque tube gear, and it really strengthens the torque tube system. So between stiffening up that, tightening up the mesh, uh, the issues of the whole stripping in flight when the guys are pushing it crazy hard, this is taking care of it. So my hat's off. This is just awesome. I think so many models need this because it's an area that's really overlooked. So nice work, KDE. Mm-hmm. Gen's Ace has got, uh, came out with a pretty cool little thing called the Power Bank 10,400 milliamp. It's basically, it's kind of like the one that Scorpion came up with a while ago. Um, this is a pretty good size one. Again, 10,400 milliamps. Um, it's just the same concept of the little portable charging supply for your phone. It's got a USB port on it. Um, so, you know, phone, iPad, whatever you got going on out at the field. If you got a tablet and you can charge it via USB, then this will take care of you. Always nice to have options. Um, I I have, well, I had the Scorpion one, but... Um, it was commandeered. It was commandeered, like, quickly. <laughs> I mean, quickly. Yep. I put it on the charger and never saw it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for those of us who have the run the Scorpion backup cards, when these came out, incredible idea. Awesome. Like, they nailed it. It it makes me feel, <laughs> me, this guy, feel so much better about running a BEC, which I have gone back to. But what I think everyone ran into was you take it out, you're looking at it, it's like, wait a minute, I can't charge this through the regular lead. So how do I charge it? Well... Up until now, the solution has been either A, go get one of those little ghetto fabulous uh, MCPX little chargers, mm-hmm. you know, the little dinky ones that you pay like 30 bucks for, um, and charge it that way. Or you kind of had to create your own little conglomerate of wires and some some pins to slide in the balance part. Well, Innovative Designs came out with basically it's just a one harness adapter that plugs right into a Dean's, into a Dean's charge cable. And then, so you plug the uh, this adapter onto your Dean's, you plug the battery into one pigtail, and the other one goes in your balance board on your charger, done, charge away. And you are actually balancing the battery while you're charging. So that's that's real cool because that it can be, believe me, it can be kind of a hassle. <laughs> and then let's see, finally... Because we are nitro lovers, and we love the nitro. Yes. 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 Uh, I got to give props. Bodo's put out a video that's entitled Smoke on the Water of the new prototype N7. Uh, just, you know, messing around with it, beating it around. He did this ridiculous tail slide 
uh, part part way in and dunked the skids. It it was cool. Um, I just love seeing Nitro, and he's always had a trend. Man, I remember back when the N5 came out. He put that video out called Midnight on the Soccer Field. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that was an awesome the light video. Yeah. With the smoke and everything. Well, this video's kind of got that same thing. It, it's obviously the air's quite dense, and it's just, you know, the smoke's hanging, and it's over the water, and it's like, oh, <laughs> just makes me, reminds me why I love that part of Nitro. So if you're a Nitro lover at heart, check that out. And I think that's that's all I got. Kind of a short one. Kind of a short one for news. Anybody else have anything? Nope. I got something. I came across this a new website that I found. Do tell. Called, I, oh, I will. I okay. will fill you in. All right. <laughs> Let's hear it. No, it's, it's called rcmatch.com. And basically what it looks like is, I'm sure many of you guys, you're shopping around trying to find the lowest price on an item. And you probably are checking half a dozen hobby shops trying to coordinate, you know, what's in stock here, what's in stock there. And then also look at where it's the cheapest and shipping and all that. Looks like this website's kind of got all that covered. It's it's basically a database that's going to look across all these sites, grab the lowest price, let you put it in your cart, and then also compare stuff based on availability as well. And ultimately give you a... Go shop here, and this will be your best price for everything you want to get. Is that Ooh. is that a listener built that? Didn't he uh, win? Yeah, I think you're right, Dan. Yeah, because I remember he posted something about that on our forum quite some time ago, and I remember it was still kind of in its infancy, but what? rather useful. Yeah, dude. Look, if, I mean, it's it's if it going. takes off. It's, that could be just crazy. It would. Be I mean, awesome. dude, if it takes off, that would be so cool. It's yeah, a great it's, idea. It's RC everything. It's anything RC. So it's a just a huge, huge database. That's a pretty cool right, site. Do you have? And it, what's the URL? One more time. RCmatch.com. There you go. Check it out. For sure. Guess that's it. Sweet. All right. Wrap it up. This week's news brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. I have to admit that now that I've had my goblin for a couple months, it's really kind of starting to grow on me, with the exception of one thing, loading the battery. The guys at KDE, they addressed this issue. They made a removable battery tray. If you've got a goblin, this is your number one must-have upgrade. That sounds good, Nick. And if you're interested in any of the other upgrades that KDE has, visit their webpage at www.kdedirect.com. Guys, there's a thread on Runrider. You guys saw it. In fact, you guys pointed it out to me earlier today. Uh, There's a pie chart floating around on Runrider (laughs) that seemed to spark a little bit of interest. Just a little. (laughs) A little. Just a little. And minor amount. So to catch those of you who are not familiar with what we're talking about up to speed, we'll just give you a little bit of background. Apparently, uh, some of the powers that be at the uh, USA Align side, uh, the marketing folks there, apparently they do some very scientific research at Urcha and have been doing so for about the last nine years. (laughs) Thorough Census (laughs) Bureau-ish 
stats taking, I guess, of the helicopters at Urcha. And there was a little bit of question about the uh, reliability of this pie chart. And I, I don't remember the numbers. Maybe you guys can refresh and happen if you happen to be looking at it. But I just remember like a line had this this huge number of uh, what was seventy three percent seventy three percent of what they, of the <laughs> of the represented brands at Urcha this year. Now I guess, dude, there was eleven hundred registered pilots at Urcha this year. Yeah, something like that. I thought yeah. there was more than eleven hundred, but I may be it's, wrong. I thought it was like eleven sixty. Yeah, it was a it's lot. It's pretty wow. close to twelve hundred. So that just doesn't. I mean, just just right off the top the of my pie, head. It's yeah. if you imagine it, it looks like uh, it kind of looks like Pac-Man eating yeah. a bunch of different colored wedges, and that's exactly and what a line would like Pac-Man us to believe. Pac-Man is a line at seventy-three mm-hmm. percent. All the little other wedges are all the other brands. Yes, yeah. And well, first of all, before we get into this too much, let's talk about this um, this process by which these helis were counted. Do you guys have any thought on that? I mean, how realistic is that? That two guys Dude. are going to be able to cruise around Urcha <laughs> yeah. with helicopters that are constantly being moved around from here to there and come up with a accurate representation. Yeah, I we know mean, the way that it went was one dude, one dude's making marks, right? And then one guy's driving and counting, okay? So it's like, he's probably going like, uh, in his mind, it's one, two, and then out loud. Six, one, two, three, seven, one, two. And then he's seeing a cluster uh, of helicopters, right? Yeah. And he's like, um, oh, 10 in there. Ten, ten. ten of them. Okay. Yeah. And they all look like a line, by the way. And then throw one to another brand just for. Yeah. Let's then, be clear, uh, though. This is how they did it, right? So Dino Spadaccini and Jeff Fassbinder, and Dino even got on here and said this, said, what we were doing was we were riding around in a golf cart Friday afternoon, counting every heli, including rep helis. We even have people come out to us to make sure we didn't miss anything. And apparently, like Nick said before, they'd been doing it for the last nine years. Now, I mean, here, here's the thing, right? There's really no ideal way of doing this other than what a number of thread participants suggested, which is... Urcha could set something up in the registration where you say, okay, well, what helis do you have? But, you know, I mean, we're all guys, right? So when you're asked what helis you've got, you may embellish a little bit. So that may not be all that accurate. <laughs> hey, hey Justin. Yeah. How many girlfriends did you have? <laughs> no comment. You're going to embellish that a little bit? Ask, ask Dino. <laughs> Does he have the stats? Yeah, yeah, probably. It's in a pie chart cart? somewhere. It's in a pie chart. <laughs> so, so you know, there's there's no really good way to do this. I mean, I, I guess from my perspective, I I can respect what they're trying to do. I'm not going to comment on whether I think they were being dishonest in their counting, but let's just say that the way they're doing it obviously has limitations because there were a couple of people that got on there and said dude i brought five helis to urcha and no more than two ever left my car so how is that representative i'm gonna actually disagree with you 
I can't even respect what they're doing. I mean, the only way I could respect it is if it was an internal for their own purposes and we would have never known about it. There's no reason. I mean, okay, why did they do that? Let's think about it. Why did they do that? They wanted to make a line look like it is still the king shit cock of the walk. Yeah, because I almost guarantee if if the uh, align percentage was, you know, 40%, 30%, we wouldn't be seeing this right now. Right. No. So did they embellish it? I bet you they did. So, uh, Well, here's one put up. Uh, so uh, let's see. Steve Coliff, which is uh, Futaba dude, right? Um, I do believe uh, Great Plains. Right? No, Hobby Co. Somewhere in uh, Hobby Co. Steve is yes, from Hobby involved, Yep. Okay. So they did like their own. Okay. Now I'm not trying to, again, it's all just same concept. Now, a lot of these guys, like I've heard that experience did one. Yeah. Now they're doing one, not to brag. They're doing one because I mean, experience is one of the largest hobby shops. It makes sense. Let's see what people are flying. So what we can focus on getting parts for. Right. Right. Yep. Well, Steve posted this one here that has a line at 41.5%. So in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, that's probably about right. But then, then, (laughs) oh, this is where it gets funny. This goes to show you that it's going to trend in the favor of who is doing it, right? So they have in second place Thunder Tiger at 17% (laughs) over Goblin at 9.5%. So you seriously want to tell me that there were more, there was almost twice as many Thunder Tigers as there were Goblins? <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> Not I, I think, and that's why I'm saying it's really subjective. It depends on when they do the math. When they're out there, are they out there during power hours? I mean, all of that plays a significant role. Well, and, you know, it's it's hard to appreciate if we've never been to Urcha and neither none of the four of us have. But you're right, Nick. It, you look at that and you say 17 percent Thunder Tiger, at least the the buzz that goes around forums and the news places and so on and so forth wouldn't suggest that you have twice as many Thunder Tigers as you do goblins. The thing, no, though, thing that is-, is still amazing to me. And honestly, I don't care whether it's 75% or 40, a line still has a huge market share. Huge. I mean, oh, you, yeah. even if that was 30 and the rest of the brands took up the other two thirds of the pie, 30% to one company is significant. Yep. But it's not, they can't, that's not acceptable. They, they've just, <laughs> in their enough. mind, they have to be blowing everyone just completely out of the water. And, it, you know, if they're not, they, they it, it's just not comprehensible. So Let me ask you this. Like Let me ask you this. Is is thirty percent acceptable when previous years had you at sixty and seventy percent? Well, to their business department, no. You're right. Probably but to Dino's job, it's not acceptable. <laughs> who knows That's what why. they did? I haven't seen any from the previous years. Oh, actually, never mind. I'm looking at one from previous years before. 2011, Urcha Funfly, Align, 55%, Mikado, 7, Outrage, 6, Thunder Tiger, 6, Min Air, 5, all others, 21%. Wait a minute. They're trying to tell us that they went up 20%? 
Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. With the impact that and like then, that Goblin and Gowie had this year? 2012. Please. Yeah, they put uh, that one Urcha up too. brand statistics align 54%, 8% to Thunder Tiger, 7 to Synergy and Min Air, respectively. Curtis Youngblood, 5. 4% to Mikado and Outrage. And 3% to Compass, Blade, Goblin. And 2% to Gowie. That was 2012, the claim. Now, I don't know what... That one's not identified as being a line or an, or another company, but... Yeah, you know what right. I think it is? You know how when you buy a new car... Like, let's say you buy a new car. And it's like you get a, a Jeep, okay? Now, that's your first Jeep. You buy it, and immediately, you now have, like, Jeep radar. And you notice you every single one that's on the road. Like, and you just... Those are the everywhere. ones that you... Yeah. That's what you focus in on, and that's what you see. So, it you know, whether they're doing it on purpose or not, they're not being accurate. I mean, for God's sakes, look at your own stats. I mean, yeah, one guy, um, Rob Cherry posted, and, and he's a Synergy pilot... He's like, dude, I personally counted over 100 synergies. Now, okay, synergies gained some pretty decent traction, right? If that number's accurate or not, I I don't know. I don't think it's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. But let's, uh, I mean, because they had, dude, even if it's just the team, they had a lot of team guys there, right? And it's not that hard to have you know, each team guy's got three synergy helis. You've got 33 team guys there. There you go. There's your 100. 100 that would mean he he was joking about, okay, well, if that's the case, then there would have to be like 2,400 aligns there <laughs> to make this chart accurate. And there was only, you know, 1,160 pilots or whatever. So how's that work? Well, yeah, I mean, and, even if you even if you believe the well, align seventy three percent, if there are eleven hundred pilots, you know, seventy three percent's around seven fifty or eight hundred uh, pilots with align. He- well, actually, it would be more than that if you had people with two helis and they were all aligned. Yeah, multiple helis. Yeah, it I mean, kind of get confusing. Yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, I think it's it's really hard to say. And and quite frankly, I'm going to take a completely different position than everyone. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the real question in my mind: Who gives a shit? Well, that's really. ultimately that is. But let me pose one other question to you. So let's take a look at the trending stats, and you just gave us the last three years, including this year. You know, the two previous years were in the fifties, and this year was in the seventies. That's a pretty drastic increase. Now, first of all, I don't think any of us necessarily believe that no however they have okay what is this poll used for are, are they are is it a marketing ploy to try to i guess false inflate people's perceptions yeah it's to yeah. it's to put it back on the forum and be like see i told you we're still king and then all the people that weren't at archa are like oh wow man i still can't believe everyone's still well, they must be good, up man. Yeah, there must you know, be something to I sh- them. I-, I should just go ahead and buy it, or it- it's reverse marketing, which is wow. So and so is only down to two percent. 
Boy, I was considering getting that model. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just play it safe and get in the line. Because I think that's why a lot of people do. Well, I'd, you know, I'd really like to try that new model that I actually like the looks of better. I like the design of better. I like everything about it better. But, man, you know, I'll just go ahead and play it safe with my $1,000. And I'll just get in the line because I know what I'm going to get. Yep. And you know they're here to stay. Well, yep. okay, so let me challenge that really quick. You're saying absolutely no. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't necessarily disagree. But you're saying absolutely no, there is no way a line could have gained 20% market share if we actually nope. believe that this pie chart actually represented market close. share, not which I don't. Not with all the hot new helis that are coming out. Okay, no, nope, except for the fact that a line continues to bring out hot new helis that are, each one seems to be way better than the last, and they've stepped up their gain in the last two years significantly. Okay? And at the end of the day... I think that we sort of falsely associate our fanatic position in the hobby as being the norm. When there are tons of people out there that fly, you know, once or twice a month on weekends, they're in a planker club, they don't just fly helis, they're not into the forums, they don't know about all the politics and all the big names and the big companies, they've been flying a line for the last nine years, why should they change? You got to you gotta consider that a little further, though. Are those people going to be at Urcha? Are they going to be represented? No, I mean, but the fanatics what, are there. Those the, are the helis that are being counted. I understand, but yeah. what I'm saying is that a line is claiming that this pie chart in some way, shape, or form represents how the market break. I mean, they call it heli brand breakdown. The current breakdown. Right. So the, I think what they're trying to say is this in at least some way represents the, the cross-section of the hobby, that 73% of hobbyists fly a line. Uh, we both know that that is an absolutely asinine claim to go to one fun fly, especially one so heavily populated by reps and team pilots, and then count their helis in it as a cross-section of the hobby. But that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, it's just so... It, it's it's so unbelievably false <laughs> that it's just... It, it's painful. It's like embarrassing to see. Because there's just no way with the with the impact that Goblin and Gowie have had within this last year, you know, I mean, dude, I, I can't even say one over the other. They've both gained major traction. There is no question that those two brands, uh, in my opinion, are the brands that have basically put a huge dent in the align. Uh, Probably in the Align 700 class market. So what? What if you had to paint your your thoughts on a pie chart? What would it look like? I think that it's more realistically about forty percent. Okay, so you're thinking the Hobbyco one that Steve yeah. posted is more realistic for the Align percentage, the- <laughs> yes. uh, because I feel that in general, my gut says they went down. But they still obviously have a tremendous amount of traction in the hobby. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no question there. No one is denying that. But I, I, and I do feel that they have lost traction. I do feel that Goblin has put a dent in them. I do feel that Gowie has put a dent in them. So that should, 
in my opinion, dropped them about 10, 15% from last year. And again, like everyone said, it is Urcha. I mean, this count was supposed to supposedly be what they counted at Urcha. There is just no way. Absolutely no way, or else we would have heard about that. Holy cow, I can't believe how many lines I've seen, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, pictures would suggest otherwise. And, I mean, everyone else's little charts that they're putting out, while the smaller percentages, you know, one might say uh, Goblin had nine, the other says, you know, Goblin had seven or 12 or whatever. Okay, let's give it a 5% swing. They're all within the same percentage on where a line was, which was in that 40, 45%, you know, 39% margin. Yeah. And then here's the, a line. They come out at yeah. 73. I mean, come <laughs> on. So, Jesse, I heard you had a really bad crash last weekend, man. I did. It really sucks being a poor, starving college student, you know. Trying to get those parts ordered, but sometimes the funds just aren't quite there to pay for them, if you know what I mean. Hey, I know what you mean, man, but I got the solution for you. If you head over to helipros.com, they've got the bill me later option. That means that you can pick up all the parts you need to get your heli back in the air, and you have no payments and no interest if paid in full in six months. Dude, bill me later? That's awesome. I am going to go check it out. And remember, guys, fly hard. Helipros has the parts. If we can believe any pie chart that is produced with this sort of methodology, then the one that sniffs the right the right percentage to me passes my sniff test, if you will. And I don't know who it's from, but it's called Urcha Heli Jamboree Vendor slash Consumer 2013. And so that is experience, I believe. That's experience. Okay, so they've got a so. line at 38%, which matches up kind of with what we're saying. They've got Goblin next in second place at 10%. They've got Gowie and Mikado at 7%. Thunder Tiger at 6 Compass at 5 Synergy at 4 And then when you go from 3 to 1, it's sort of shared with a bunch of things. So 3% is Blade, Curtis Youngblood, Minair, TSA, Elise, Avant, JR are 2%, and then so on and so forth. To me, just based on the cross-section of the hobby that we get to see personally and with the podcast and all of that, that pie chart feels good, feels reasonable. Dude, it, yeah, that, I would that feels almost, I mean, dead on. And as Nick said earlier, experience has a reason to be as accurate Actual as they interest. can. Yeah, they ha- yeah they're yeah. not, they and don't not, have any. It's not brand driven. Yep. It's, you know, business. it's business, yeah, business driven. driven. They're like, let's figure out who. It doesn't do them any favors to falsify this data because it just means that their parts department spends way too much money on a brand that actually isn't represented that heavily. Right. Yeah. This is, uh, this is like, if I was to guess, this is, well, this is exactly what I guess. <laughs> yeah. Goblin, Gowie in second. Yeah. Auto I mean, qualitatively, just like the ranks, not not necessarily the percentages, but it does make sense. Gowie and Goblin have come out of nowhere in the last year, year and a half. Mikado's always been there, and they just slowly but surely gained steam. And then Thunder mm-hmm. Tiger, with mm-hmm. all of their new releases, they've, they've they had yep. to have come up the ladder. And in fact, 
That's oh, probably almost as impressive, if not more, than Gowie and Goblin. Because at least with Goblin, it was a new brand. Thunder Tiger's been around for a long time. And there were a lot of us back a, a year or two ago that thought, yep, they're done. Yeah. They're out. And look at what they've done. You know what I find interesting? Looking at this chart, go back down the list, right about in the middle of the, we'll call it the rest of them, right? Mm-hmm. We see Blade hovering in there. Yep. In front of Miniature Aircraft, TSA, Alias, <laughs> Avant, JR, Outrage, Epic, Blade. That That's that's my guess as the underdog for next year. Blade and Thunder Tiger. I feel like Thunder Tiger's making huge. Yeah, I feel like they're still on the upward swing. Yep. Dude, that E700 with the, par- with the parts pricing, it's like they finally listen. Everyone complained with the... The rap, the new G4 and the 720 and all that. Dude, you guys are freaking crack smokers. You can't charge that much for parts. You guys are ridiculous, you know, blah, blah, blah. And from what I've heard, they're great helicopters. Yep. But not many people bought them because of the price. And now all of a sudden, I think people want Raptor to come back. Like, that's a that's a big part of a, a lot of people's heart in this hobby yeah. is Raptor. Because, I mean, dude, that's they what were they the, started the on, dude. Absolutely, yep. the 30 and the 50 were the workhorse. They were the alliance of the day. So there's, you know, I know that they blew out every single E700 kit that they got. Hmm. Gone, done. At, yeah. at so, Urcha? At Urcha. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go, Dino. There's 100, 100 kits right there. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if you look at this same chart that we're talking about, if you look down the list, they are sort of grouped in similar categories. You've got, obviously, a line is in a category of its own. Probably always will be. But your top four, I'm going to say, are all similar companies. You've got Goblin, Gowie, Mikado, Thunder Tiger. Top-notch models. I wouldn't consider any of them boutique heli models because there are enough of them out there. But they're quality, top of the line. No one's going to argue that. And their marketing mm-hmm. campaigns have been aggressive as hell in the last yeah. year or two. Yes. Then the next set, and no one get butt hurt here, okay? It's just, I'm calling it how I see it. <laughs> it's Justin's view of the world. It's nothing else. You got Compass, Synergy, Curtis, Blade, Minair. Now, Blade, I feel like that that one is an anomaly in that group. They are probably going to end up in the first group that I mentioned, as Nick just said. But Compass, Synergy, Curtis, Minair, all still really great models. Can go toe-to-toe with any of the models that that were mentioned in the first group. But in general, they're smaller companies. They're more, uh, dare I say, grassroots companies in a lot of situations. A lot of people may look at them as more exotic helis. And they all fit They're in the same slower. Group. Yeah. That's what I see. Yeah. They, they, they don't slower. hit the marketing as hard. And that's yeah. maybe because they're a smaller company and they can't afford to. Or maybe they're not looking to capture that huge piece of the pie like a line is overnight. They're just, they're building up their fan base and they've got a solid following. And then below that, you got TSA, Alias, Avant, JR, KDS, Outrage, and Epic. And all of those are either literally fresh out on the market or they've had their chance. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't panned out for them in the last year or two. So uh, 
this chart, I buy into this chart. If that was experience, then good job, guys. I buy it. Yeah, I like that one better. Yep. I like that one better. So tell me, guys, let's do some predictions. Where do you think? We, we You guys both kind of mentioned it. Blade. Mm-hmm. With uh, everything that's happening with Blade. How do you think they're going to fare next year? How much better? Man. If better. I think they're going to take the number two spot. I'm going to go Whoa. I'm going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> that's uh that's ballsy. Yeah. I wow. I really do. And you re- this is the reason why I'm going to say that, okay? Cuz again, remember, this plot is the helis that they saw at Urcha. How many micros do you think you really saw at Urcha? Probably not many, okay? So no. what I'm saying is that 3% is underrepresented. Because that may be the three percent that were the big helis, like the five fifty, the six hundred, yeah. the six fifty, maybe the three hundreds or the four fifties. But guess what? There are a whole shit ton of people out there that are flying the micros now. And when the rest of the world catches up and realizes that their pro series is as badass as they are, they're gonna go out and buy even more micros. So that 3% is probably a lot closer to Goblin's 10% or more if you really looked at the market. That's my assertion. Yeah. And so next year, I think we're going to see a huge jump. No, I would definitely put him in the top three because just like Justin, how he gave us the breakdown, it just makes sense that you put him in that category, you know, because their helis hit the market fast and they have a really aggressive marketing technique. So just going off that description, it, it would just make sense to see them in the top three next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the mar- man, the marketing. they got is, the money to do it. That, that's the big key. And look what, look what Goblin has done since they got the money. I mean, they brought it out and, and with, without the money, had a good helicopter, put it out, got the money, and then gained some serious traction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, Goblin, let's not forget, Goblin just celebrated its one-year anniversary, like, earlier this year, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, in not April or May or something like that, they're a year and a half in, and look at what they've done. Yep, there's there's no messing second. around there. They've beat everyone but a line. I'm going to I'm going to say a little bit lower. I'm going to say that uh you know Goblin and Gowie top 3 with a line. Uh I think though that Blade is going to and I have no rhyme or reason, but I think you're going to see Blade back there in like 4th or 5th near Mikado uh neck and neck with Thundertiger. Okay. That's exactly what I was going to say. I see him battling it out with Thundertiger. I see them still struggling yeah, with that this year's, ship. Yeah, this year's a big proving year for them. Yeah, and I think it's going to take them a while. I don't think it's going to be as quick as they... Well, again, maybe I think it'll all just depend on how aggressive it is. I And you can't knock that local hobby yeah. shop part support, dude. I mean, yeah, the rate at which they're releasing models and advertising is commensurate with Goblins a year ago. But and I don't I, really... I feel like... They're going to be able to keep up with the demand as well. Like, you know, as they're selling kits, they're not going to get behind. They're just going to be able to keep selling them locally. I actually don't feel like they've pushed the 700 as much as they could have. Uh, Maybe that's just me. That's fair. 
Not yet. I think they will, though. I mean, it uh, just released, right? I know, yeah. but I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I feel like they would have just gone out there. I personally would have gone out there and just been like, all right, dude, let's, we got to go big with the flagship, the big of the big, and, you know, put it all into that. Even the 600, it's out. You can buy it, right? I don't think the 600's buy- released I yet. I don't know. Oh, okay. I think it was uh, being showcased at Urcha, but, and I may be wrong. I, I don't know, but I didn't think it was out yet. Hmm. I did talk well, to uh, a guy that got a, that has a 700X and flying it for a few days. Oh, okay. And uh, Dave from uh, uh, down in Florida, there, he is liking it. Um, he said it's holding up really well so far. Granted, he's only had it for a few days, so we'll 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 hide and see what what he has to say about it. But uh, I guess we're gonna have to hide and watch. I don't. I kind of can. I can kind of see the. I don't know, maybe the hesitation on Blade's half behalf for getting it out there and just seeing what happens for the first month or two. Because, uh, you know, I mean, if something is wrong and they throw this crazy marketing blitz and end up having to do a castle, <laughs> you know, yep. that could be yeah. disastrous to the model. Yeah. That's, you know, that's true. And the 600 is out. You can buy it right now. Is it? Okay. I think Which after is their whole pro series is yeah, out then. After a, a yep. month after a month or two of uh hopefully successful consumer experiences uh you might I I you know it's hard saying but that's that would make sense to me just just based that they don't really have anything to fall back on as far as um you know the consumer's knowledge of their product at that level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully hopefully we'll get that one here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping uh, you'd have it for Snohomish. You know, I was too. I, I, I was and I wasn't. I was because I, I really wanted to have it there, and I'm just excited. I mean, I'm really excited about this one. It's not a big bummer because it's like <laughs> that's one more thing that I would have had right. to have done a lot this of work. week. <laughs> it is a lot of work, so I'm you know I'm looking a little. I'm definitely looking forward to taking my time on it, and you know. Doing that whole thing. You can always but, have uh, Justin help you build the tail. I'm always here for you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will point out I think that I'll that was just... not one of my finest moments, but everyone <laughs> makes mistakes, and even I am not perfect. So oh, uh, nice. give me a second chance. <laughs> I'll prove it to you. How do you deny yeah, that? Come on, wow. Nick. Give him a second chance. Come on, Nick. Give him a second I, chance, dude. It's only a couple I feel like that anyways. was like a freaking e-harmony commercial. I mean, dude. <laughs> Let's let's be honest. We've all done stupid stuff, right? I have never done anything stupid. Nick ever. has done loads of stupid stuff. He and oh, I, dude, he and I, I, I go head to head for the stupid stuff competition. <laughs> Absolutely, I am way up there in this game. You know, one of the best parts about being in our position is being able to give back to you, the listeners, and luckily. We deal with companies like Gen's Ace Batteries who share that thought. They've generously offered up a 10% discount code just for our nation listeners. That's right, Nick. So if you guys want to take advantage of this discount, go to hobbyparts.com. And when you're checking out, enter in the code RCHN10. Like that time I didn't put the servo horns in the, in the, or the servo horn screws in. That wasn't stupid. That was testing. I wanted to see how long 
the hell he would stay in the air. You know, you keep telling yourself that. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> you guys buying that? Are you buying it? What about the time where I flipped my throttle direction and couldn't figure out why my governor was giving me hell? <laughs> that was pretty that. stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, that one's right up there. You're right. Thanks even, for reminding no, Come us. on, Jesse. Even you've done a couple of stupid things recently, haven't you? Yeah, with the whole nitro rebuild, gov sensor. Uh, so I wouldn't oh, really call that, that stupid, though. Oh, come on. No, I, I would not call that. I would not call that stupid. I don't know. If Jesse does stupid things, he's really good at keeping it very low key. Yeah, he doesn't come and announce it like the rest of us do. <laughs> no, he's done some stupid ones. I can't think of any now, but I know in the back of my head he's done some. Dumb oh yeah, ones. I just don't. That was not. I would not call that a stupid one. But he has done them. I do so many stupid things. I don't even remember when the last one I did was. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean, t- today. That My minor. Bo- <laughs> like, oh, I, 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 I got one for you. I got one. I was just doing just tonight, right before we started recording. Setting up Skookum. I was trying to get the servos to all work in one direction. I fought it for an hour until I realized, oh, make sure you have the servos all plugged into the right ports because they will never work appropriately. Center, left, and right. Well, mm-hmm. it took me about an hour and 15 minutes to figure that one out. There you go. See? <sighs> It's okay. I'm human. I'm I'm flawed. You guys accept me for my flaws, don't you? I do. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was expecting to hear a long, silent pause from Nick and Jesse. No, I, I <laughs> love it that you're very flawed. Because it's just... <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow, okay. He loves it. <laughs> I, I don't Can know you that elaborate you on that, that way with it. That love? Yeah, that was... <laughs> What about it exactly, Nick, do you love? <laughs> yeah. Just give us this breakdown here. Uh, I, I'm feeling like I should just quit talking. No, no, let's hear For it. For once, I really feel like I should quit talking. <laughs> no, I'm sure you've got a lot more to say. <laughs> no. Yeah, lots of mistakes to love. Do you want me to take my headset off <laughs> for the next no. five minutes? <laughs> no, I, I really, really feel like I should quit talking. <laughs> Jesse, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you and I need to give them some alone time at Snohomish this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure that happens. I guarantee you that I'm going to have, like, ball links disconnected. <laughs> oh. I'll show him who does who does stupid stuff. Oh, Look you who's know, out on the main flight line and his shit just ate itself before it ever <laughs> got off the ground. <laughs> I actually don't mind because, see, the difference between me and a Nick and Justin and Jesse is I uh I just don't get too wrapped up in that stuff and I have a tendency to forget shit that I'm not doing a lot when it comes to this stuff so I constantly am making those types of mistakes and that's all right hey as long you know? as you catch them eh, sometimes I do oh you sometimes you Nick always catch them eventually <laughs> dude mine are so my mistake list is so high mine it really too. is it is my first mistake was getting into helicopters. It was downhill. It was downhill all downhill from there. From there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just it was like uh I think I could have I think I could have quit crack easier. I don't know. So let's see. Let's talk about Nick's flaws now. What what is what are Nick's flaws? Dude, there's not enough 
There's not enough time. <laughs> not enough time. <laughs> not enough. Well, Nick, I like it that you're flawed too. <laughs> For what it's worth. I like it, you know. <laughs> it's getting thick up in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like it that we're all flawed. That's what I like. There's no... Uh, now, hold on. There's Don't no bring sp- Jesse and I into this. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> not in this. I'm at love one with my flaws, you but you don't going. need to like that. Uh, okay. Now, just hold on. <laughs> Sir Crash-a-Lot over here and Sir... <laughs> yeah, what are you going to call no, Jesse? Huh? What What is Jesse's nickname? I'm Sir Crash-a-Lot. <laughs> I, you, you, because you stumbled there. You didn't come up with anything. Oh, I was trying. I lost my wit. It ran out on it ran. one. <laughs> it ran. You used it up on the Sir Crash like, a lot line. Sir yeah. Crash a lot, and then he's like, "Hey, that's pretty good." <laughs> and, it was, and then <laughs> it was gone. To pause to like admire your own joke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> In the pause, forgot what the next one was. I'm gonna have to figure one out. Yeah, and, and it's I'm not quite sure. That was a long run with the nitro. Yeah. Just don't spend too much time thinking about me. That'd be weird too. That would be. <laughs> yep. There you go. Just knowing that makes me feel awkward. No, dude, I I love it that we're all just normal and we screw up and you know More to learn. We're, learn from each we're other. We're not sitting here like just over and inflating ourselves like a bunch of spadachinis. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a new swear word, man. <laughs> it does. That could be our new What'd you swear call me? Word. What'd you call What'd me? You, yeah. you spadachini. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> you freaking dirty spadachini. Uh, oh, word of the week. Uh, Dude, that's it. That's, that that's exactly RCH what it's going to be. I'm going to get a call from a lawyer. I can just see it coming. <laughs> the RC Ellie Nation podcast has been shut down. <laughs> can, can you please re, uh, restate the, the context in which you use the word? <laughs> <laughs> just so that we're clear. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's clear that record real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sir, were you aware that that is his last name and that it is not physically possible to insert an object in one spadachini? (laughs) (laughs) Unless one is a spadachini. (laughs) Or unless one's head is already in the way. (laughs) You've just been spadachinized. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. And I'm spent. (laughs) It's been a good run, 99 episodes. (laughs) We almost made it. We almost made it. it. So close. (laughs) Then Nick opened his mouth once again. Speaking of 99, um, 100 coming up. We had kind of a special episode planned for for 100, and um, Justin didn't do the math right. Oh. Oh, <laughs> when we were man. figuring this out, freaking rocket sizes! <laughs> wow, that it was that almost was... only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. It does not count in rocket science. Jeez, man! If I had oh. only been given the opportunity to tell you that you made a stupid mistake. Speaking of stupid, <laughs> so you're right. We're gonna be at uh, Snohomish. Uh, so episode 100 will be brought to you from Snohomish. And then we kind of decided 
to make it kind of work and, you know, the most convenient and easy way possible for us. And that was to kind of do that special episode at 101 and reflect upon 100 amazing episodes of RC Alienation. Yeah. Yep. It's odd. It is because odd. It is odd. So are, so but that's are how we roll, man. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> you just figured out. I actually would like to request from our listeners, get on our forum and kind of post up some of your thoughts on memorable moments of the last 100 episodes. Because that's kind of what we're going to do. We're going to kind of go through that and um, play some clips. Uh, at least that's the plan. It may turn out to be way too much work. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go through. I mean, I already know what mine are. I mean, I've got, there's a few episodes that um, really stand out in my mind, uh, in particular, a few interviews, some stuff that happened in the past with, you know, uh, hosts that used to be involved in the show. And then, of course, the few episodes where the current lineup is um, arrived. I think it's kind of fun to, to go back and rehash some of those those clips. I think that'll be kind of fun. Uh, but, you know, as the listeners, you guys have maybe some, you know, ideas of what you consider to be memorable moments from the last 100 episodes. Go ahead and post those up. Let us know, and we'll run through those as well. You know, kind of dig through them and, and see what we can dig up from those episodes. And uh, we'll go from there. I think it's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. 100. Hmm. Crazy. I, I never I never would have thought it, to be honest with you. I remember when I started this whole thing, it was um, reading some uh, articles on podcasting and, and how to do it and how to make it successful. And I just remember time and time and time I, I read, if you can make it to episode 20, you have a chance. Because that's like, after 20 episodes, it's like you start to realize the work involved. You know, you got the honeymoon phase, the first 20 episodes or so. It's like, oh, this is a lot of fun. This is really cool. And then then the the drudgery of what we do starts to become more apparent. (laughs) You know, the the kind of the stuff that no one ever sees, the 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 behind-the-scenes work and and just getting the show ready and and, uh, sometimes that's not the funnest part of doing what we do, but... It's a it's a necessary part of the game, so we do it. So we'll be at Snohomish next week. Looking forward to that. Going to go hang out with the uh, Northwest guys, show our support out there, do a show, live show. Love doing the live shows. So tune in for that. That'll be a lot of fun. You'll get to hear some of the hijinks that happen out there. We're going to get Nick to drink some hot apple pie this time. Nope. Yep, he's going down. Yeah, he doesn't know it yet, but... If we have to tie him down <laughs> and take a syringe and force it down his throat, we will. Great. <laughs> Nick's like, Great. sounds like an awesome time. <laughs> sounds Nick's like, like I'll drink it. I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if there's going to be any of that around this time. That's uh, evil, evil stuff. But Oh, I'm sure it'll be out in force. In the meantime, I've got to tell you, I... I the, the Facebook page it has grown so dramatically quick. Dude, the last we're few three weeks. away from 2100 already. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I would like to remind you guys, too, our forum really is picking up. I don't know if it's just the time of year, 
but there's a lot of conversations happening there. Feel free to stop by if you've never been. Say hi. Get to know the guys. The chat room as well. Plenty of guys hanging out there pretty much all the time. All righty, Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, you would shoot me an email at Nick at RC Heli Nation, or I recently split up my Facebook stuff to out of respect for my family so they don't have to quit looking at helicopter crap all the time. <laughs> so I've got a uh, Nickland-RCHN Facebook page up so you can catch me there too. Justin, if I want to get in touch with you. You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com or catch me in our forums. And Jesse. Shoot me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com or catch me in the chat box or on the forum. And also, two guys, I'd like to remind you the fun fly season in the Northwest is kind of slowing down and coming to an end. There are still plenty of events happening around the country. As always, let Dieter know either on the forums or through email. Uh, and he will add those to our calendar. Hopefully get some people to show up at your fun flies. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rclnation.com or Dan K. Reed on our forums in the chat box. This wraps up episode 99. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you next Monday. You shove it in your spadachini, boy. <laughs> <laughs>